I know. I feel like guests always think that like as soon as you press the record button that nothing gets edited out and like you're just everything you say is going to be on there. Yeah, like I could just whip my tits out right now. It'd be fine. <laughs> Welcome to the People of Interest series from Your Girls at the Of Interest podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Kira. And in this series, we chat to people of interest to us. And maybe you too. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm currently sitting on my, I guess, childhood bedroom floor. I flew into Hobart today, was up nice and early editing the final part of this podcast at 6am at the airport this morning. Um, oh my God, I love the dedication. Yeah. I mean, it's like literally so, I think this is the most last minute we've ever left it. We're two very busy gals at the moment. If, um, you've obviously still got uni, but I have just finished and I'm here for holidays and a bit of placement as well. So kind of just, you know, pumping out this podcast that we've had recorded for so long, but we just haven't had the time to, you know, sift through it and get out any bits that no one else needs to hear except for us (laughs) exactly and I mean we got it done and we are very busy and this is essentially like a live recording like a live YouTube video I mean they're going to be people not that probably many people are going to listen at nine o'clock tonight when it's released but this is essentially us tonight talking about our episode and we had a very special guest well they're all special but we had a pretty fun um just like chill guest I think like I feel like it was really chill and it was so fun um and she used to go to school with us yes just saying um hearing you say that this was such a fun episode is so true because I was the one that sifted through this episode and got to listen to it back about a thousand times already and I don't think I've ever laughed so much number one recording an episode and number two listening to it back like I was I've been laughing out loud the last few days as I've listened to it I'm so excited to listen to it like it's weird when you have it because it was recorded so long ago yeah it's like funny like I, I feel like it will be like be me listening to an episode that I haven't listened to before. Yeah, and I think this, like you said, obviously they're all really special, but I think um, the Hobart gang, again, are going to really love this one like they did with um, our first People of Interest episode, yes. Grace, because our guest on today's show, Lily Westcott, is, like you said, a um, Hobart girl with us. If you don't know Lily, you're about to find out a whole lot more about her. Like you said, she we went to school together but we didn't always go to school together she came very in our final year of school yeah yeah um and have just grown to love her ever since and I shouldn't even say grown to love it like it was just such an instant thing she is so cool so funny like honestly one of the funniest people I know she's just so down to earth and like she's very much herself which is why we asked her to come on the podcast because the whole episode kind of is surrounded by being yourself, being confident in your yeah. own skin, but also like talking about how it's really okay not to be confident. Exactly. Um, and, you know, barriers and all that. And just like life in general at our age, um, 
Lil talks all about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like without further ado, should we get into today's episode? I think we should. Here is our very funny, very candid and very raw conversation with Lil. Kira and I were just saying like, we're straight up nervous because we haven't done, well, I'm nervous, but we haven't done this for so long. Yeah, I haven't done it in 20 years, so... <laughs> I'm sure you're a natural. Welcome to the Of Interest podcast, Lily. How are you? I am just, I've never been better. Never <laughs> been better. Your life has complete at this moment. Yeah, I can die happy now. You can die happy now. She's been waiting a while. Yeah, you guys are going to feel really bad. What, to die happy? Tomorrow. You'll be like, oh, she wasn't kidding. No, she literally, <laughs> she I remember when we started our first episode, Lily was like, so when am I coming on? Yeah, I was like, so like, when should I clear my schedule like <laughs> well today's the day it's so good to have you on Yay! thank you so much you've actually been on our list of people to interview for a while so I think like oh. MM was like messaged me I was like who do we like reach out to this week because we are struggling actually that sounds really bad it sounds like you were our last point of call <laughs> you said that to me and I was like cool so you were like there's literally no one. <laughs> <to do. laughs> no, it's not that. It's just that we were saving the best till last. So yeah, this isn't last though, guys, anymore. We need like, Lily to hype up our socials so everybody else wants to join. Because she's the social media queen, guys. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that today. So everyone who's listening, while you're listening to this, just imagine me in a um, shiploads t-shirt that says, I'd rather be on TikTok. And that will... Paint the picture for you. So to paint the picture a little bit more, do you want to introduce yourself? Just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, how old you are, how we all know each other. Yes. So I'm Lily and um, I met Kira and Emily when I moved to Collegiate in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, 2019. Um, So like we haven't known each other that long, but it feels like we've known each other for like, literally ever Aww. especially like Kira and I have we became very good friends very quickly but I'm sure we'll talk more about that later um yeah so I'm 19 she's no, 20. I'm 20 I'm 20 I'm 20 yeah I'm the um, posters, baby I'm 20 yeah I turned 20 at the start of the year and I'm at uni this year and working and doing a bunch of stuff so you graduated in 2020 yeah I graduated in 2020 um, in the midst of like that was like a shit show of a year um, mm. being year 12 but like you know what was, was that crazy. like being a year oh. 12 in COVID <laughs> it was so shit obviously like Tassie had it so much better than everyone else um, so I did like I think one of my full year 12 terms um, like all at home and online which was like pretty shit. And I think everyone was still kind of figuring it out and it made school feel like very optional, Mm. which is not how you want to feel in year 12. And like, I feel like we missed out on a lot of, I don't know, like we didn't get to do all our like uni talks and have like people come talk to us and stuff. Like we missed out on like, we missed out on like a bunch of shit, but you know, everything worked out. So it's fine, you know. You survived. You didn't fail school. But I know a lot of people who would have been in that year graduating in 2020 I know Emily and I always say oh thank 
God, we graduated in 2019. We were actually so lucky. And like, yeah, our gap years and stuff got ruined, but I would way prefer that to be ruined. Like I feel so bad that you guys had to, you know, you guys didn't get to experience the proper year 12. Yeah. Yeah. Like I definitely enjoyed year 11 way more than year 12. What was your experience with school though? I know like Real, like compared to other people, I think Kira and I quite enjoyed school. We're two people who kind of love to learn. What was your relationship with school? I've always loved school. Like, honestly, I've always loved it. Um, Even like through primary school. And I like kind of love the way I did my schooling. I went to like, I was kind of a pretty like crazy kid, like a little kid. And so I went to like a all girls private school for that. And that was good for me because I needed structure. And then I did um, high school at Taruna, which was amazing and where I met like all my best friends. And that was really cool. And then I went to um, collegiate, obviously like a, again, all girls private school um, to kind of like knuckle down for 11, 12. Um, And I feel like that structure worked like so well for me. But yeah, I've always loved school. I mean, there's definitely been some aspects of especially my later learning years that I didn't hashtag love. And what were those aspects that you didn't like? Oh, <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know, just like bitches. <laughs> to me, you aren't someone who I would see anyone being a bitch to. To me, you're just that, that kind of like that girl that everyone loves, just totally extroverted, confident, super cool. You don't have anything to be bitched about. So what, what does that what how I feel like there's certain people that can talk shit about anyone about anything Mm. and like I mean I feel like we're really going to get into it today but like one thing that I've definitely learned is that people often assume that confident people are like stuck up or confident people aren't insecure or like confident people like love themselves and like all that stuff and I feel like those those things get like thrown in together and like assumed but it's just not the case like Mm. I've always been like an extroverted person um and I think sometimes even like my way of dealing with being like socially anxious because like everyone gets socially anxious my way of dealing with it is being like really chatty and like over like the opposite end of hiding yeah people go oh well she's she's chatting to everyone and she you know she isn't shy and she isn't like soft-spoken so like she must think she's the fucking best thing since sliced bread but it's just like not the case Mm. I feel like that was like a root of like I like my like negative experiences with like those things is that um I feel like people had a lot of assumptions about me and randomly I've always had like rumors made up about me I don't know like it's just always something that's happened and I mean I'm not saying that I've forever been an angel that is so not the case like I've (laughs) Yeah, Kira's like, yeah, we know. Like, no, you have not. Yeah, like I've never, I'm not saying like I'm the best. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I think that um, I've just never like, I've never been like soft-spoken or like shy or like, you know, I've always been very forward about my opinions. Do you think that you're conf- like, because you are a naturally confident person and as you were saying, um, you know, confident people aren't necessarily stuck up or aren't yeah. necessarily like what people assume 
confident people are in a negative way do you think that's why people made up rumors and like why do you reckon that was the case because I know a lot of people could relate to that um everyone obviously especially girls bitch about everyone and it's shit and like we all do it we're all guilty of it um but why do you reckon do you reckon that's because of confidence yeah I mean like I I think we'd like all be lying if we'd say if we said that like we've never bitched about someone but I feel like I've also always been someone that's like I will always stick up for myself and I'll always stick up for the people that I love mm-hmm. um and I think sometimes and I feel like I've definitely learned from this sometimes you don't always need to fight back and you don't always need to you don't always need to say your opinion it's something I've learned definitely <laughs> but I think that like um, yeah, I've always, I'm always going to be someone that's going to stick up for myself um, and just kind of say, well, actually, like, that was pretty shit of you and I don't agree with that. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, I think that that's, like, gotten me into some drama before for sure. But, Which um, it would as well. Like, I'm, yeah. as someone who is the queen of avoiding com- com- avoiding <laughs> conflict, I hate it. Like, I'm, I look at that, though, and I go, I should do more of that. Like yeah. it's a, it, I guess there's a balance. It's, oh, a hundred percent. That's like a nice way to put it. Like it's about like, and I think I've learned that in the past, like two years, especially, I feel like I've really learned that balance and um, just through being around like different people and like meeting some new friends, especially like the girls I work with and stuff. Mm. I feel like I've learned a bit of that balance. And like, even from you, Kira, like, I've learned to kind of like just like chill the fuck out sometimes. And just, Thanks. You know? Like sometimes you don't always need to clap back, but it's still it's still good to sometimes, you know, like. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I would say definitely in the last few years I've come, I've gone the other way in learning that sometimes I do need to confront situations. Yeah. So yeah. it's definitely interesting how these things change. But you mentioned assumptions, stripping some of those back. What does confidence look like to you? I think it's, for me, it's more of an inner thing than an outer thing. And I feel like once you figure out the inside part, the outside part will just happen. Yes. Like, I think just like being sure of yourself and also like don't take yourself so seriously. I think that that's like one thing for me that how I keep my confidence going is not taking myself so seriously. I think like we all kind of fall into a trap of thinking that everyone's going to be judging us the way we're judging ourselves, which is not the case Mm. because like I can assure everyone that like you are your own worst critic. If you like look in the mirror and and, you know, I'm thinking like, wait, that doesn't look right. And oh, does that look funny or blah, 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 blah. Like no one's paying that much attention to you. No one loves you that much. No, like you, I, my, parents always say that like they go when because I as a kid and I know you're like this too M. yeah we both just overthought the fact like this person's thinking this about me or I feel like this so everyone must think but yeah. to be honest it's kind of funny because it's like my parents would say Kira sorry but everyone has their own lives and are caught up in their own stuff like no one gives a shit about you <laughs> in the nicest possible way yeah exactly it's like no one is that concerned with you like trust me like whatever you're feeling about yourself just like cut it down like 85 percent mm. and then you'll probably have a you know a kind of figure of yeah. what people are actually like recognizing about you 100%. so I feel like that yeah and just like make jokes about yourself with your friends I feel like having a good group of friends is the best way to do that because you can 
once you have like people around you that you feel comfortable doing that around, it'll just make you so much more confident. Like, you know, you've got a group of people who they're going to like you, whether you're having the shittest hair day, they're going to like you if you've got like, you know, if you've got really bad acne or you're not wearing makeup or you are wearing a full face of makeup or Mm. like, you know, you've got, once you kind of figure that out and you just feel comfortable, that's like when it will all happen. That's so interesting though, because I think that you've kind of described some completely different facets of confidence there. Like there's the confidence that Mm -hmm. you project out into the world and that's kind of, you kind of internalize that after a while. Yeah. I'm sure it doesn't go without saying that you probably don't have the best self-confidence all day, every day. And the way, no, 100%, yeah. yeah. So how have you dealt with that? Um, I, I, yeah, I've definitely not always had like the best self-confidence and I don't now. Yeah. Going, going back ways, it all started, <laughs> you know, um, back in 2002. Um, yeah. Um, you know, when I, I feel like for girls, it starts really young. You kind of, when you're a kid, you're running around and you don't have that vision of what other people think of you. It's, you're very, like, kids are very selfish. Like, that's mm. how you're born. Like, you're born to think, I'm hungry, I'm tired. And for me, like, I was never, ever, like, the pretty friend, the hot friend, whatever. Like, start of high school. Because, like, just PSA, I got really bad acne when I was, 11 11 yeah I was 11 literally like I can whip up the receipts uh, and that would take a massive toll because oh, obviously yeah. at that stage of your life not everyone is kind of going through that no no one was I mean there's probably some people but like at my school um at the time like no one had acne no one was none of that was happening yet and it wasn't like I was like an early developer or anything I just like for some reason I just like got acne so young which sucked but like I was you know and I had like really bad teeth you know I went through the whole classic puberty just got thrown every bit of puberty slash everything got thrown at you at once yeah everything I had fucked teeth had bad skin my body was like oh like should we give her boobs I don't know I was that kid that like in dancing I vividly remember I was wearing like that purple like leotard and I was in dancing and I was like spinning around and I went up like did my little part everyone was watching then I went to line up at the bar and this kid goes (laughs) actually it might have been Mia to be honest sorry Mia but it was one of my friends and they were like you have really hairy underarms and I was like and I went home crying but like it's just shit because everyone gets things thrown at them yeah but yeah and it's all at different times and like young like when you're that age everyone is so harshly honest Mm. like yes everyone's like oh like I can see your nipples through your dancing (laughs) and you're like oh okay or like for me like this is actually a really funny story this is so this just came to me but when I was like because 11's like really young like my younger sister is 11 and to me she's like an actual baby yeah Hmm. um she hasn't got acne yet the little bastard but you know (laughs) it's Um, coming you wait (laughs) baby's got a year um yeah but like I remember like one of the primary school kids was like why do you have like bumps on your like scabs on your face because like I would pick at it and so I had like little scabs on my forehead yeah and I said that I fell over in the pine bar oh that's so (laughs) precious I was like, oh yeah, like 
I fell over in the pine bark, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but that just shows how, um, like what you were saying before about it is a, such a thing, girls start younger, but we overcompensate because we really do take things to heart mm, like that, which yeah. does destroy our confidence. And like you said, kids are so egocentric or you know in selfish when you're young when you're younger that I do remember hitting a specific point where it's like you'll be fine and then what changed like is it one thing because I vividly remember not caring and then I vividly remember caring and I don't know if you guys think but I do yeah it's yeah and I think from like early high school I was like always friends with the popular girls quote unquote so like I the coolest girls you know blah blah and they were like so cool and so pretty and like nothing you know nothing on their character at all they were great girls um but like I wasn't that at all and I think that it was also really hard not being that like really cool like sporty like girl and being friends with Mm. those girls you know and they were my best friends like don't get me wrong but like I was I wasn't the girl that the boys liked and you know I was the I was just funny like I was the funny friend (laughs) which is great which is funny though because I feel like like Em said you just come across as so confident now it's funny that you still went through that all and like yeah I I thought the same just hearing you say that you from at least who I like look at you at school from just our interactions at school say that was five ten years earlier I went through a phase where all I wanted in life was to be friends with the popular Mm. girls yeah so say if we met five ten years earlier I would have tried everything to be like you (laughs) and so to hear you say that is just so crazy to me oh man like it was because at at that age like literally there's something in your brain and this is like something I've been talking about with like my mum and stuff recently is like it really is like being popular and like Mm -hmm social media stuff and all that kind of thing at least for me at that like Mm. being quite young it was all that mattered I wanted like 100% like I will admit that all I wanted was Mm -hmm. to be really cool and for boys to like me and to be really pretty like Mm. that's like what you wanted and I like didn't really yeah like I struggled I fully struggled with that like Mm -hmm. and also for me like I had a really strict mum so like I wasn't allowed to wear makeup to school or have social media and stuff so I felt like my early high school years was a constant battle of like like a race like I constantly was exhausted of being like how do I cover my acne but I'm not allowed to wear makeup and how can I talk to boys and get boys to like me but I'm not allowed to have social media and like it was just like trying to keep up with the crowd that I was in but like not really feeling a part of it yeah a hundred percent and it is a battle and it makes you feel so like I don't know I've, I've heard stories like my parents were pretty chill like they weren't like super strict but they were also like they wouldn't let me just do whatever I wanted um but like did you find that because I know my I know friends of mine or people I know who went through that stage of like they did have quite strict parents or helicopter parents and it made them rebel do you find that like you rebelled from it oh girl <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is that a yes? Yes, 100%. Like, I definitely did things way too young. I definitely was in situations that weren't safe. I like, and that's because I wouldn't ask for advice from my mum. I wouldn't, like, it was, it was just so, 
there was not a, the question wasn't, am I going to do it or am I not going to do it? The question was, mm. would mum know about it or not? So like, yeah. it was, it was either like I was going to do it and she could know about it or I was going to do it and she's not going to know. Like, so I think for me, and that wouldn't be the case for everyone. Us, like, like I was saying, like the crowd that I was a part of, um, everyone was doing all of that stuff. Like it was just mm. normal and like, um, yeah, like I definitely was in sticky situations and I definitely like, I don't think that I like regret anything, but like, oh, maybe I do probably. Yeah. You know, I kind of like my childhood was very much like rushed because I was like, oh my God, because of that race. Like I was just like quick, like, let's do this. Let's do this. Mom can't tell me what to do. I'm going to do it anyway. Kind of thing. For sure. But I would say that from an outsider perspective, you're one of the most mature people I know. Would you say that kind of has something to do with it as well? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like that's interesting because I feel like my closest friends wouldn't see me as like that mature, but I feel like that's everyone. Mm. I don't know. Does it see me as mature? I'm not your closest friend, but I've always found you very mature like as one someone who I feel like I've gotten to know you quite well like I always I mean yes you can be fucking immature (laughs) as but like I don't know I'm kind of with Em on that like I always kind of took you as a quite a mature person and I don't know if that's because I kind of learned about how you've grown up and like I know you're super independent so I don't know if that's why but like I've always found you quite mature, but maybe that's also the whole confidence thing like that. Yeah, I think that plays into it as well. Like I just know that you are independent, but also you seem to have like this whole really special social awareness and how to talk to so many different people has probably benefited you as well. That's like, I was actually, uh, before we did this, I was talking to my mum and and I was like, they're gonna, I think one of the things they'll ask me is about like, what's my favorite thing about myself and she was like well how about how you like can talk to anyone and I was like yeah like that is something I like about myself like I feel like I and we'll, again I feel like we'll talk about this later as well but like I love kids I've got three younger siblings that are under the age of 10 and I'm like a nanny as well um so I feel like being around kids and that kind of makes you mature as well like I've done a lot of like looking after my siblings and I've been very Mm. independent from a young age so I think that whether it's a positive thing or not like you just like I also grew up fast because of that kind of thing and um just like the kind of upbringing I had and the whole doing things quickly I feel like it matures you it's a good thing and a bad thing I feel like but mainly a good thing like I'd like to think that you know I'm quite worldly mature we'll talk about phases as well but like I I would I wasn't a skater girl, but I was a bogan. I can whip up some receipts for that. Receipts. Where are all these receipts? Do you just keep them in your filing cabinet <laughs> or something? Yeah, I'll send them yeah. to you. It's funny. So it's very easy for us when we're talking to guests to get sidetracked because I feel like it's literally like a conversation. Um, but heading back to confidence, which is obviously we didn't really even introduce you um to everyone on what we wanted you in for for today, but like basically we've talked about how we perceive you as a confident person and you've talked about that. So we wanted to get you in about that, but we also wanted to get you in about, you know, 
the unconventional life after school and like what you've been up to we you've mentioned your work um we'll delve into that but going back to the confidence before we move on I know you mentioned before how much your skin bothered you when um from a young age and I know that when I asked you to come on you were like can I talk about my skin and I was like yes really you can talk about my skin And honestly, I, Emily and I have talked about this before. We could do a whole episode on it because all three of us have this in common. We all have had shit skin. And like, I mean, I love you girls. You're both beautiful, but we have both, all three of us have gone through the ringer when it comes to skin. You could definitely do a whole episode on skin. We probably should. Hey. Maybe I'll come back on for that one to give my two cents again. Cause I could, that's my skin. Just pops in every now and again. I agree. That happened to me. Yes, acne, acne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But as I was saying, yes, as I was saying, we wanted to talk about, you wanted to talk about skin. And I really do think skin, like you said, you like I said about my underarms, like, you know, anything with self and body image and everything, skin is actually one of, and we've talked to Grace about it um, when we interviewed Grace, like it is a big thing for many girls. Um and like, and boys and boys, both. So what has been your experience on skin? And I'm sure Em and I can definitely enlighten everyone on ours as well. Come along on my skincare journey. Okay. So as I was saying before, like I got acne really, really young um, when, and I've tried literally everything. I've been through it all. So First of all, there was things like cutting certain things out of my diet. Like I cut out dairy, I cut out sugar. I didn't have sugar for like a year and it made no difference. Um, Yeah, like I have done the whole diet thing. I've done all the whole like antibiotics. I went on, I've been on a bunch of different antibiotics. Um, What's it called? Everyone goes on it. I was on it. Minocycline? Yeah. Yeah. Doxycycline. Doxy, you know, Do- I don't know. Doxycycline, yeah. Doxycycline, yeah. I've been on like a bunch of antibiotics um, and different tablets and I've and I've had some horrible side effects from them. Like that one actually gave me an eye rash. So like under my eyes was like fully crusted. Like doxycillin. Yeah, like oh. crusted. And my friends will remember, and this was when I was in high school, um, when I had this eye rash, I... So my mum's a midwife, right? And she got me, and you remember this, Kira, she got me this cream that she gives to breastfeeding mothers that you put on your nipples. It's oh, my gosh. I remember and this. And I would rub this nipple cream under my eyes to try and fix this fucked rash that I had. You did that with your lips later on, yeah, didn't you? It's great stuff. I used No, my- I could not put, I was like, you were like, try this. Like, it's really good for dry lips. And I was like, no, no. I know people who swear by it, nipple cream oh, for dry lips. It's so good. Like, and yeah. so, like my mum would get it for me. And anyway, like every day I would come to school looking like I'd been, I was like really high and been crying <laughs> like, for like hours. And people like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes. My face fucked. Remember that. Anyway, so like I've been on and I've been on a bunch of different birth control pills because a lot of people that fixes their skin. It didn't for me. So I've done it all. And then finally, like the last step, I went on Accutane. Um, and that is like, and mm-hmm. you will know it is, it's the pits. Like, but trust me, like you're sitting in that doctor's office. And at this point, when I first went on it, I'd had severe acne for nearly seven years 
And I was like, and they're like, yep. So the side effects are you'll get depressed. Your body will hurt. Your hair will fall out. You'll look high. Your whole face will crust off. And I'm like, cool, give me the pill. (laughs) Actually, you're just like, you're just like, I'm so desperate. Yeah. It makes you so desperate. Like I would, yeah, I would do anything to fix my skin. Yeah. And so I went on Accutane for just over nine months and it was really, really hard, but and like kind of fucked the inside of my body, but it cleared my skin up. And perfect. Then- it literally makes your skin immaculate. I've been on it as well. It makes it perfect. Immaculate. And then, so it was immaculate for, I'd say around six months. And then I had to come off my birth control and because it was making me like throw up like every day. Mm. Um, and so then my skin recently has gotten like really bad again, which sucks. And like, um, so I'm actually in the process now of looking to go back on Accutane. So I'm still on my skincare journey, but I'm I'm okay. It's pretty fucked. Like it's it's really hard. Like when you kind of you've been through all of that. But I feel like going through all of that, you're like, okay, well I've been through so much. Like I'm willing to I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to go back on it because like I feel like I deserve to have clear skin. Mm-hmm. been through enough I deserve it. 100% and how does that like how has skin affected your confidence because of like you were saying before um you do get to that point where you're like just give me anything and is that because of confidence mainly as well yeah like I don't know I feel like it's that's a hard one because it's not like it's not like I the only reason I want to fix my skin is because I want to be perceived as mm-hmm. like prettier and you know mm-hmm. clear skin equals pretty in like this fucking society so mm-hmm. um I don't feel like it's a hundred percent that I almost feel like in a way then this is getting really deep I almost feel like in a way I like owe it to my 11 year old self who was telling people I fell over in pine bark yeah <laughs> yeah like and you know I don't I want to get to a stage where I feel confident and happy not wearing makeup and stuff um, every day. Mm. Not that I do, but, like, I want to just feel, um, yeah. And also, like, it hurts, like, acne. like It does. Mm. And yeah, it can be irritating. And, like, I get, like, when I get anxious, I touch my face and I, like, mm, yeah. my face. And, like, I just... Yeah, I just feel like I deserve to just, it's just like a peace of mind thing. Of course, it's a thing. I 100% you're more confident when you've got clear skin. It's literally on your face. It's not like, it's not like it's, you know, down on your ankles. Like it's right there when people are looking at you. So it's like, yeah, I feel like. Well, I'm like definitely the same. I, I do remember it severely hurting, especially because I've, I've, I've gone on it twice as well and it's worked the second time which is good but like I remember the second time it really hurt but for me as well I mean I'd say <laughs> I'll admit it I reckon like 90% is that I literally wouldn't want to walk outside because my confidence was so destroyed like I just could not face the idea of me having bad skin especially yeah. after I had been through Accutane the first time but I also yeah I think it goes back to what you were saying at the start about confidence with that inner feeling and like it might yeah you might be able to walk outside and like whatever you've got acne like it doesn't really matter but it goes back to that having good skin makes you feel better and that's that inner confidence that you develop yeah I would and I I for my experience with the whole skin thing I would say that mine probably isn't as hasn't been as bad as either of yours because well mainly I've never had like cystic acne it's always kind of just been like the you know 
I always just get it like around my mouth and on my cheeks a little bit. Yeah. Um, but like, it, even if, even that, like it's still as small as it is. And obviously it's not the worst thing in the world. And there are obviously other bigger things to worry about. It's takes such a toll it and does, yeah. it's a, it's such a downward spiral because like you want to wear makeup to cover it up and then makeup always makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And then like I went, when I was in Tassie over Easter, I didn't wear makeup. And I don't know why, but in Tassie, I just feel like I need to wear makeup all the time. Whereas up here, I don't, don't know what that's about. But when I went home for Easter, I didn't wear makeup to my Easter lunch. And I remember walking out into the kitchen and my like not wearing makeup and my brother's like what the fuck is wrong with your face <gasps> and I just went into my room cried because like I usually that doesn't get to me but when yeah. someone points it out and I remember when Grace was on she kind of says she can't I think she said if you can't fix it in five seconds don't tell them yeah. yes exactly it's just, it's just unnecessary and yeah. I remember Kira throughout school you would always say like um like oh my skin is so bad my skin is so bad and as much as like you don't believe when other people say oh, I didn't even notice like mm. for most of the time you don't even really notice like it's not something no. you pay attention to but, but, but when by saying that someone, because your confidence is so destroyed yeah you, but yeah. when you're but when then when you're talking to someone and you're the one with acne all over your face all you can think about is oh my god they must think I'm disgusting bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and I feel like that goes back to this there's like this whole, like, like there's like this whole trend at the moment of being the clean girl and being that girl, the it girl, the it girl. And I feel like that, like aesthetic, is you cannot achieve it if you don't have clear skin. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that we all forget is that like, um, and especially when you're younger and people aren't educated about acne and or maybe haven't gone through it, is people think that people that have bad skin are dirty. And, and like don't eat well or don't, don't exercise well, or don't wash their face properly and aren't like looking after their skin properly and it's like the amount of times that I would have like and you know like teachers or like you know adults be like oh like have you tried washing your face or oh. have you tried maybe you should try like a bit of a pimple cream and I'm like babe shut the fuck up it's like, fucking <laughs> genetics and hormones like I yeah, yeah. Like, I literally have to go like it's so frustrating or like yeah, they just like it doesn't mean that you're eating chocolate every day and it doesn't mean that you're dirty, but like it, it that's I feel like is part of the confidence because like acne make at least to me, acne like makes me feel un like unclean. I hate mm. feeling like that. I want to feel like fresh mm. and you know, and I feel like that whole whole kind of like that girl aesthetic is very built on like having clear skin, which is like for a lot of people, just like not the reality, and it's not achievable without going through a lot of pain. Like, yeah, yeah, and money. Yeah, it's so expensive. Fun fact: this is so sad. I actually asked mum for my twenty-first birthday present to pay for me to go back on Accutane. <laughs> that is what I'm getting for my twenty-first. That shows you how much I you want like, it. I want it, like, because it's so expensive. You've got to get your bloods done all the time. You've got to go on. Yeah um like you've got to go on other like probiotics before you have to be on birth control birth control you've got it the the skin appointments themselves are really expensive so like that's what I've asked for for my 21st birthday is yeah me to go back on Accutane that's why I'm committed yeah 
Speaking of um, kind of, you know, social media trends and the whole thing about being that girl, we haven't actually touched on it yet, but part of your work is kind of being the face of Francesca. How <laughs> And modelling. And modelling in general. And how has that, has that ever, you know, impacted your confidence going to work when you have a shoot or something? Is how, has that ever impacted you? Also, what is Francesca yeah. for those who don't know? Okay. So yeah. So Francesca is a Tassie jewelry brand. I mean, all the Tassie girls um, will know her um, and hopefully love her. Of course. Um, yeah. So <laughs> of course. Yeah. So it's a Tassie jewelry brand that started here. Um, that, and yeah, so I've worked for them for a while now. Um, and as part of my, I'm mainly like a store girl. So I work in their retail store in Hobart. Um, but what I've started doing is like, I've started doing a bit of work in their marketing team. So I, like Em was saying, like I run their TikTok and stuff. I'm in no way the face of the brand, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I have to be because it, everyone's really hardworking and busy in that business. So sometimes I can't borrow people to be in my fucking TikTok. Yeah, of course. So it's become a bit of the Lily show. Um, <laughs> and I do try and get the other girls on there as much as I can. I feel like people don't want to go though. Like people hate that stuff. Like camera shy. Yeah. Like people can be so camera shy. Sometimes I've just got to bite the bullet and be the TikTok queen. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like I, I love TikTok. Like I'm not gonna lie. Um, like I, I got TikTok in like 2018. Like I had it in like year 10. And oh, gee. I like make my own TikToks that are just so stupid. Um, I love them. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, follow me. This is so random. Um, Say that again because I wouldn't have heard that. Okay. Follow me at Lil, L-I-L, Rollerscape. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Cut me up. Shameless plugs. Actually, no. Follow the Francesca one. Don't follow me. Follow francesca.com.au on TikTok. Follow both. It's free both to follow, guys. Content. Go follow both. Just follow everything. Um. Anyway, yeah, but I feel like if anything, it has boosted my confidence. But I feel like you don't realise that behind those like silly like business TikToks and stuff on the Francesca account, like I'm wearing makeup and I find the good lighting and I will use a filter and like I feel like being behind the scenes of that whole thing and like being behind the scenes on photo stuff where you've got the best makeup artist and the best photographer and the best editor it makes it makes everything else seem a bit more realistic like because the internet is just full of comparison it's just a world of comparison and like I feel like comparison is just the devil so once you kind of it's nice being on the behind the scenes of that because I'm like okay I might wake up that morning and think my skin looks like ass and like have greasy hair but I'll get to work and I'll have to just like like chuck my makeup on and slick my hair back and find really good lighting and chuck a filter on and I can make it work so if I can do that imagine how many other people are doing that on the internet that's so true yeah so it's like I actually feel like being on the behind the scenes of that has made everything else seem far more realistic Mm, to me yeah definitely Mm. that is so true and also like I feel 
it, I wish more people knew about it. And I know that there's still stuff out there on social media and Instagram being like, oh, like, but have you seen this? Like that girl we follow, M, the da- Dana, Dana. There's a girl yeah, who does yeah. like comparisons of like, she's literally like a normal, no, I shouldn't say normal, but like just shows the real thing yeah. and then shows the filters and everything. But I know that there's heaps of stuff like that out there too, but there's just not enough of it. And to be quite honest, there shouldn't even have to be that. It should just be real in general. And I really hope that one day it becomes like that. And maybe by people who are doing modeling, it'd be nice to see that model culture, like what you're saying and expressing here. Imagine if every model said that and like described that, but unfortunately it's just not like that. And I mean, like, oh, it's so tricky because like, I will preach to all the people I meet and like to all my friends and stuff like yeah like this photo shoot I did like look at this but then also like don't forget like I I have really bad acne maybe I didn't that day or maybe I didn't maybe it got edited out but like it also mm-hmm. by being really honest here I don't think that I would have the confidence to like post my acne on my Instagram or something and so it's kind of like it's that in between of like I will definitely talk about it and like can admit that but I feel like it's really hard to do in the culture that we're in because like I can preach all that like realism all I want but at the end of the day am I going to take a selfie with no makeup on and no fake tan on and with my acne just like raw in your eyeballs Mm. and post it on my Instagram probably not like (laughs) And I don't know why that is, but like mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't. And that I don't know. That's kind of sad, but it's same, not sad. Yeah. It's just your confidence. Yeah. Like it's just going back to that. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't post a photo of like me in something that I don't feel like. I know it sounds so bad, but like I get so in my head about my body weight and yeah. stuff. Like I just wouldn't post a photo of my rolls out. I couldn't do it no, as much as like, I should. Yeah. No. I I get what you mean, and it's like who's it's it's almost like whose responsibility is it like is it all of our responsibility to just like all kind of get on it together Mm. and stop posing or like but I mean I feel like that we've got a long way to go and that's none of that's none of our faults like it's not our fault that we feel like we can't do that you know yeah yeah so what's your experience with modeling been like how did it started have you enjoyed it yeah so um I maybe about like a year and a half ago now maybe two years um I got like I got a message on Instagram from a makeup artist Claire Hunt makeup who is she's amazing she's actually voted Tazzy's best makeup artist my mom was her well she used to photograph weddings with her Yeah, yeah she's so amazing um so she messaged me on Instagram and she was like hey like would you want to do a photo shoot with us? And I'd never, ever done anything like it before. She wanted to do it with Kishka Jensen. So I don't know if you guys know her. She's like, again, like. Yeah, I follow her. Yeah, she's an amazing photographer. Um, And this was kind of after like COVID stuff. And that industry took a massive hit because of COVID. Um, Especially like everyone had to cancel their weddings. Everyone had to cancel Mm. photo shoots and events. So like they were just looking for a way to just like do something a bit creative. Um, so they messaged me it was like not a paid thing at all they were just like hey if you want to I like went to her house it was super chill she was like come to my house like we'll obviously I made sure they weren't like creeps first I'm <laughs> not a scam yeah it wasn't a scam like I wouldn't it was they were 
you know, had done, I like looked at all their work and stuff. Um, yeah. Don't go to people's houses that DM you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, and I went to her house and they did some really cool, like colourful makeup on me, like kind of like euphoria vibe. Makeup. Yeah, okay. Um, and Kish took some pictures and she edited them and they were just used in like, they would literally just for like their social medias. Um, and so that was like my first time doing it. I was. I was really, I was nervous, like really nervous, but it makes a huge difference when you're around people that make you feel so comfortable. Yeah. Like they, you just, po- you couldn't possibly feel uncomfortable with those two. Like, um, and you just know that having such a good makeup artist and such a good photographer, like they're not going to make you look bad. And you, there's a lot of yeah. trust with that. And mm. um, yeah, so that was my first experience with it and then from there I was like working at Francesca at the time in their dispatch team so like packing orders um Kira was my boss for a while I wasn't your <laughs> boss I was your freaking I worked with boss. you <laughs> yeah anyway um and our creative director Rachel she um who's also like super super talented in that industry as well and she's got um, an earlobe fetish, as Kira can. Oh my god, I remember this. She's got, she's got an eye for your ears. Like if she sees it's a so ear, funny. She's like latches onto it. Um. Anyway, but she, I had just started working there, and she was like, she saw the pictures from that first photo shoot, mm. and she was like, really? Like, is this you? And I was like, yeah, it is. And she was like, we need to do a photo shoot with you. And I was like, oh. Okay. And I kind of thought like she meant, you know, take pop pop some earrings in and just take it in the office and so that they can like post on their story or stuff and I was like yeah sure and then I got like the whole proper email and you know she was asking me how much I wanted to be paid and I was like oh my god like no way (laughs) like yeah I was like oh this is like real real um so that was my first like proper one that I did yeah um and then from there, I feel like, especially in Hobart, how it works is like you do one thing and then those people post you. I was on the friend, like obviously I was like all over the Francesca website and the Francesca Instagram. Yeah. And like um, it was actually Kishka and Claire who did that photo shoot as well. So that was, oh, okay. that was really lucky that like, and so I felt really comfortable with them. Mm, it was so much yeah. fun. Um, once those people like post you, then you'll get other people that'll be like, hey, do you want to do a shoot for us? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, like I'm not like I'm not like signed to anyone or like so I don't know agencies. Or no, anything. no, no. Yeah, I just. A freelancer. Yeah, literally. It's I wouldn't like I 100% wouldn't say I'm a model or anything like that. I just like do it because it's really fun and it's like a, it's good money and it's a nice fun way to make money. And you're um, doing it yeah. in a way as well that's like, it's modeling but it's also not that classic stereotypical modeling like that toxic modeling I that I think can be like yeah I don't know I haven't found like and obviously we're talking like Hobart scale you know yeah but I haven't found anything toxic about it um like if anything it's what made me interested in that aspect of like business yeah what made me want to get into marketing I like love the people that I've met. I've worked with a bunch of makeup artists and photographers and, you know, like fashion designers and like really cool people that like, honestly, they just want to share their skills and make cool shit. Mm. And people that like, everyone's just so lovely. 
lovely and like I've made really good friends doing that so yeah especially in Tassie when Tassie is such I was talking to a customer at work the other day and this guy came in and he was like oh I just went to Tassie like everyone there is so nice and I really do feel like compared to a lot of places like the Gold Coast or even Melbourne and Sydney where all of that modeling in Australia that would be like a heavily modeling area like they are really genuine people and they really are doing it for creativity Mm -hmm. um more so than the other stuff and like Finn and I um just like we went to Melbourne what like a a week ago like two weeks ago and like it is actually gobsmacking how fucking rude people are in Melbourne yeah literally (laughs) on the mainland Mm. like it's so weird even like coming out of a restaurant and maybe like slightly accidentally bumping into someone in Tassie like oh sorry or like oh sorry yeah Mm. and like I like walked out of the restaurant and this lady accidentally like whacked the door on me and she like looked at me and she was like looked at me like I was an actual piece of shit and I was like, oh, sorry, even though I didn't do anything. Yeah, you did nothing. People on the, I don't know if you guys can like relate to this, but just from my little snippet like last week, it was like Finn and I were like, oh, my God, people are assholes here. Yeah. So do you think you'll <laughs> stay in Hobart? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Say, in saying that, I still want to live there. Yeah, so like, yeah, I know, like, I I won't stay in Hobart forever. Like I'd actually planned to move to Melbourne last year. I was um pretty much enrolled at Melbourne Uni. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So like I was all like ready to go. I had my offer and I was gonna go and then I didn't because they got locked down. Yeah. Um, thank god you didn't I know and I'm really glad I stayed because I have had the most amazing opportunities here. Um, and I'm going to stay here for the, for the minute, like I won't be here for that long, I don't reckon, but for the minute I will be here because I've got a great routine and I've got some great opportunities and like, it's not that I'm like comfortable, so I'm just going to stay here. It's like, this is the right place for me to be Mm -hmm. at the moment. Right now. Yeah. You're not comfortable. You actually are being pushed outside. You're getting different opportunities. Exactly. I'm yeah. Very, very busy. So, so what does the routine Mm -hmm. look like for you these days? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty much my, so I'm pretty much work full time and I study full time. Um, and I am a nanny. Wow. And yeah. You basically have zero free time. Yeah, I by have the zero sentence. free time. So pretty much I, the way I kind of did my uni schedule is like, I've mushed my days that I've got to physically be at uni into two days. Mm-hmm. And then I work pretty, I work maybe, I work four or five days a week. Um, and then I do uni two days and then I like will nanny in the evenings and then I can study while I'm nannying or like of an evening. How do you not burn out? I don't, I don't know. I feel like for me, I'm a person, I get more done when I'm really busy. Yeah. You give me a week off, I feel like I'm not going to get that much done. Like I had a gap year last year and I just worked, like I just worked. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I just get way more done when I'm actually under a bit of pressure. Still, I still have a social life. You definitely have to cut a bit out. I have had to change my social life a bit. Like I don't really like... Mm party very much anymore 
like if ever I kind of have a fear of being hungover because I don't have time to be hungover yeah yeah so that's one thing I've had to cut out is like I don't really like go out party party anymore but like I'm more of like dinner cocktails with the girls yeah study go to bed totally me and Emma all about that last it's the best way isn't it It really is it is and it gives you something to look forward to like if I study all day and I know that I'm going to have cockies with the girls I'm like bring it on whereas if I sometimes if I feel like if like I go out still and Em goes out still Mm. but I feel like if I'm going out I have to like not only get all my shit done mentally prepare for the fact that I have to go and like dance and get smashed and then the next day it's like a write-off it's just a lot it's It's a lot lot. no it's just not a vibe and it's just you end up spending a shit ton of money and I mean you girls can also contest this going out in Hobart isn't really going out it's just like seeing everyone that you went to fucking high school with yeah Um, it's fun like when you do it a couple times or like it's fun when you haven't done it in a while but if you do it every week but that's the same here I feel like I don't really think Gold Coast like as much as people go oh Gold Coast like it's actually like you fucking go to the pav, okay, cool. Like you've been to the pav, and then you start going every week. It literally becomes like Obar. You just get sick of it. I know it looks like the bee's knees, but what are you gonna do? Drink espresso martinis and vodka lime sodas in the pav, and then you get sick That's of it. So fair. It's yeah. fun. Don't get me wrong, but like you get sick of it, and you go to the same places just like you would in Hobart. M. Surely you go to the same places. Oh my god, there are a total of two clubs in Bathurst. Two clubs in Bath. <laughs> it goes off Bathurst. it really does and, and even then you have to pay to get in so I kind of I are miss you serious Ho- yeah and I miss Hobart nights out so- well maybe next time you guys are down us so we'll have like a good night out and we can yep. force each other to stay out late and we'll like force each other to be in Pooh Bar at like four in the morning yes that sounds Let's ideal and then we'll all scurry off to work yes. the next yes. day great that's so good so well, you mentioned studying you're studying psychology is that correct yes I sure am so like you've obviously had a bit of background in marketing is that not something that interested you yeah so I especially on my gap year I did a lot of thinking about like it was because I was like starting to get these marketing opportunities and um, I, but I'd always wanted to do psychology. And so I was like, shit, what do I do? What do I do? Um, and I just, I realized that. And for a while I actually was like, oh, maybe I'll actually go to uni and do marketing instead. And I chatted to the girls at Francesca about it. And they were like, we don't think that you need to go to uni for this. Like, they are kind of more of the opinion um, and like a bunch of people that I've talked to that like in that kind of area for the kind of thing I wanted to do, um, it's something that I can teach myself and I can learn from experienced people in the business because they're like the best in the biz. They're so talented and know all there is to know. And they also like, they get people in to kind of like educate you as well. And it wasn't like, it's not the kind of thing where they were like, oh, you want to do this, okay, go get a degree and come talk to us. It was like, you want to do this, okay, why Like, why should it be you rather than someone else? Show us what you can do. I did a lot of learning by myself. Like, I, like, went away and, like, learnt a bunch of stuff on myself through, like, chatting with other people in the industry and, like, um, just from, like, doing other shoots and stuff. And then, yeah, and I, like, love it. It's really fun and it's really creative. And I had a big think about it. And then I realized that 
I love it at the moment, but long-term, I don't think it's something that would fulfill me. And that's kind of like what it came down to is that like, um, because like I plan to be at uni for a really long time for what I want to do because I want to specialise um, and, you know, I've got a lot of like those kind of plans. I want to be at uni for a long time. So I want to be in a job that is is going to keep me like learning and is going to keep me growing while I'm at uni. I don't want to be like just, you know, doing a retail job or whatever. Um for that like long period that I'm at uni for um and I love it for now but like yeah as I said it just kind of came down to I love this at the moment but long term I don't think it will fulfill me that yeah. is like what you just said there is so nice to hear because I feel like and like for the listeners as well we always talk about the fact that you don't need to go to uni and we've gotten plenty of people on now who do different stuff but as someone who was studying psychology and has dropped out and done nursing I totally get you on the fulfillment thing like I think marketing as you said you can learn those skills as a like being a psychologist like in psychology you actually kind of as much as I didn't see a future in it I still think it's like the perfect degree to study because our whole world is psychology. Our whole whole world is people. I'm going to be a nurse. Half my subjects are psychology mm. subjects. Emily, you're a journalist. Your job is to speak at people and talk to people and interview people who won't necessarily want to talk to you. So it's yeah. such a good degree to add and like to build on any other thing you do in life. And yeah, I mean, I just think, yeah, like what you're saying, I never even thought, because for me, I've always had an interest in marketing, but I would never go to uni for it because I don't think I'm naturally creative in that way. And I also feel like I'd really struggle to get through the degree because I don't naturally have it. But it is nice to know that maybe one day something will fall in my lap like that or something in psychology will fall in my lap like that, but you don't need a piece of paper for it. Like you can actually learn through other people. Yeah, and, like, we, there's girls in the marketing team that have degrees and girls that don't. Um, and the the girls with the girl, actually, lady, with a degree, um, she has said that, like, she actually doesn't really use it. Mm, yeah. Um, and that's not to say that degrees are a waste of time or, like, there's plenty of people that have gotten marketing degrees or business degrees or whatever that is and it's been really useful Mm. but like for for what I want to do it's more of the kind of like styling and um, creating and social media kind of aspect of it that I feel like I was naturally really good Mm. at and so I recognize that kind of like natural talent like for that kind of stuff and then I was like hey like I want to do that and they're like okay learn this show us this do this and we'll see what you can do. But in saying that, like, I, yeah, I don't think that like you, you, you just like, you don't have to go to uni. You just so don't. And I wouldn't be at uni if I didn't hundred percent know what I wanted to do. And it's something where like, I have to go to uni to do it. Like, you know. Mm, yeah, for sure. So what are your aspirations? You said you do want to specialize when it comes to psych. What does that look like for you? Yeah. So I, Um, I'm currently doing like a psychological sciences um, bachelor's degree and then I want to go on to do um, clinical psychology so there's a lot of um, post-grad work in that and then I want to specialize in developmental psychology so I want to work with um, 
young kids. And yeah, I'm not exactly sure what that will look like, but that's what I want to specialize in. I would love to research in that area and I'd love to like work clinically as a developmental psychologist. Um, I've always wanted to do it in my job fair in grade two. I wanted to be a developmental psychologist. Oh, bless. <laughs> oh my gosh. How do you even know what that was in grade two? Well, it was because my auntie, who was like my favorite person in the world, she is, and she's a psychology professor at ANU. Yeah. Okay. And um, so she's like, she's super, super smart and just, just amazing with people and like so loving and so she was like a big role model for me. And then it kind of, so at first it was like, oh, my super cool auntie does it. I want to do it. And then it kind of like, as I grew up, I was like, learn more about it. Um, I have always been obsessed with kids. Like, as I said before, like I've got three younger siblings and I'm a nanny as well. Um, so I've just, and like when I was a kid, I was just like always had a baby doll in my hand. It was playing preschools or something like I just love kids and I um I'm really great with kids and I find like little people so interesting like the psychology of little people is so interesting to me it's so crazy isn't it like what we were saying with like them being so selfish and just not giving a shit and like having zero filter it's like how does that go from that to like people like I get it but it's like the whole developmental thing you can um if you really like love it so much Lil I'm doing a um human development essay that's due tomorrow do you want to you can just proofread it for me and hand it in oh my god send it to me I would love that (laughs) bitch you don't have time for that I yeah I actually have an essay that's due tomorrow that I've written the introduction for so we love it diamonds are made under pressure we love it. Pressure, baby. So true, Em. Diamonds are always made under yeah, pressure these days. Um, going into, you just mentioned like how you have your three siblings and you've talked about that before. Um, another thing we wanted to discuss was self-sufficiency. And I know that I sent you, um, Em, I sent Lily the photo and she goes, um, so I don't actually live out of home. That never actually happened. <laughs> so we haven't quite made the out of home living situation yet, which is totally fine. You're 20. Um, but I also do know like from a young age and like going through school with you, you are very financially independent and you're very self-sufficient and independent in general so can you tell us a little bit about like your background with that and just how you go about being a busy bee all the time yeah so like from from like a young age like I my parents were like never together so I was like would go from I would go between houses and I had an older sister who took really really good care of me um as well but I had to be like very organized and very like self-sufficient from a young age yeah Um, and Mm -hmm. then like when I was 10 my little sister was born and I was like literally over the moon um and I as I said because I've always been obsessed with kids so like I was doing I was always looking after my little siblings and then I've got two little brothers as well so I was always looking after my siblings my mum is a um like a shift worker because she's a midwife so there was a lot of like a lot of babysitting duties for me I've never minded like it's you know it's I've always loved it because I love my siblings but um yeah I feel like I've had to be very like on it from a young age so that's it's good though it's given me like really good skills I'm like a good cook I can look after myself um yeah as well as far as like financial independence I like because I've always 
worked a lot. So like I got my first job when I was like, would have been, you know, the the legal age to do it. Yeah. I was like just before I was 14. Um, and I've always through school worked more than one job. Like in year 10, I like I like worked more than one job all through college. I worked two jobs. Like I've always, um, yeah, I've always wanted to like make my own money. Um, mainly because I love to spend money. Like <laughs> I love, and I'm sure that's like the same as you guys. Yeah, like, totally. I love shopping. I just love it. And I kind of like, you know, when I was like younger, like I didn't grow up with like rich parents or anything. So I didn't like no one no one was buying me fancy clothes no one bought me a car like it was none of that so I feel like when I mate you don't even have your L's yet (laughs) you didn't have to bring that up Kira (laughs) yeah um I should actually change that she's not self-sufficient she's not self-sufficient in the driving department when it comes to when it comes to just backtracking to financial stability and self-sufficiency and everything when you do you feel ready to move out of home or move to Melbourne or take any of those next steps even though like obviously you're in the right place right now if when it comes to it would you be able to support yourself in that situation yes I love that for you I feel like this this is like a like a job interview prepping you yes I do here's why um (laughs) like let me tell you about that Emily so pretty much I because I've always been working like I've always been able to like support myself financially. Like, um, yes, I do have bad shopping habits. I'm not saying I'm like super good with money and I've got like fucking millions in savings because I don't, but like I'm pretty good um, sometimes. Um, but I was I wanted to move out of home this year and me and my boyfriend um, have been, were looking for ages, but I don't know if you guys know, there's a fucking housing crisis mm. in it's cooked there's nowhere we looked for ages we were willing to like and you know we were going to be semi-picky like I don't think I could I don't I'm not someone who could live in a share house he lives in a share house with five boys like it's really nice but like it's like a big old tat house um her boyfriend's a tattoo artist guys yeah my boyfriend's a tattooer he's really hot (laughs) and hotter than your boyfriend um yeah not hard with him and I (laughs) Anyway, I have a hot, sexy tattoo boyfriend, so suck She was literally like, um, I can't wait to tell everyone how hot my boyfriend is. <laughs> so hot and he's so cool. And Shout out to Finny Boy. Anyway, um, shout out to Blue Money Jam at Mr. Two Heads. Um, he does sick anyway, tattoos, bro. Yeah, get a, get a tough sticker from him. Um, a tough sticker like this is so <laughs> cute. <laughs> And anyway, so we've been together for a while now and we he lived with us during like the the COVID like lockdown situation. And so we had a bit of yeah. a taste of like living together and it was so good. Like, you know, and we didn't want to live together at that time. We just kind of had to because COVID fucked everything up. And we're like, this, yeah. this is definitely too early to be moving in with someone, but we're just going to have to do it for a bit. And I was so sad when he had to go because it was awesome. Um yeah anyway but we wanted to move out with each other this year um and just like live somewhere like in the city just small nice like but there was nowhere there was I bet you do want to be picky with that though because if you Mm. are 
if you are in the situation where you can still be at home yeah. um, and under your parents' roof, like you don't want to waste that if you're just moving out for the sake of moving out. Yeah, exactly. And like, um, as I said, like I was ready to move to Melbourne and stuff, but like then the timing, it ended up just not being right. Um, but I yes. was, yeah, if it was my 100% choice at the moment, I wouldn't be still living at home. But I've got a really good setup. Like I've got heaps of space just to myself. Um, like I love my family. They're really great to me. Um, um, my mum's a great cook. So, you know, and yeah, it's great I miss because, my mum's cooking. Yeah. And like it is great because I can go down and stay with my boyfriend whenever I want for however long I want. Um, mm. But I'm just not a share house girl. I just can't do it. I need my environment to be very clean and organized and nice. And like share houses are great, lots of fun, but I just can't deal with there being like fucking toast crumbs on the ground and shit. Fair enough. It's nice for a minute, but I'm not moving into a share house anytime soon. I love that. So looking forward, what does the next say like five years look like for you? You've got some solid aspirations. You know what you want to do. You're a very driven and motivated person. So how, yeah, what do you want to do with it? So, um, I mean, this could so change. So don't yeah. like write this down and call me up in five years and be like, <laughs> what are you doing, babe? Huh? You said this, babe. I'll be making you whip out those receipts, doll. Yeah, that'll be more Kira than you, am. But like, <laughs> um, yeah. So pretty much my kind of like soft plan is to, so finish my, bachelor's degree um I'm thinking I'll probably stay at Utah's for that so it's three years and I'm in my first year um whether that means I'll stay in Tassie that whole time I don't know at the moment I'm loving Tassie for me I love love my job um I'm growing a lot in my job which I love that was a really, that was a really weird way of saying that I was like I love my job my job I love I love it it's <laughs> I love it what do I love my job I'm um, gonna have sex with my job. You're here. <laughs> um, thanks for making that weird. That's a new king um, I haven't heard before. Yeah, I would have sex with my job. Thank um, God. If we're being real, if we're being real, I would. Honestly, same. Um, yeah, good, good. That's what you want to be. That's what you I would want. not have sex with my job. Sexually attracted to your job. Yes. That's where you've made it. That um, yeah, for sure. Career yeah. girls want to have sex. <laughs> Um, yeah so I want to do that um, and grow in my workplace and finish my bachelor's degree and then I after I've done that I would love to move to Melbourne and I'd like to do my um, like my master's on a my, <laughs> my master's and my honours at, um, at Melbourne Uni would be my goal for that yeah before we go, we actually forgot to ask you our generic questions that we like to break the ice with everyone to just kind of, you know, get to know you a little better. Yes. But yes. what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? So that is a really hard question. Can I tell you the most recent piece of advice I've been of given? Of course. We'll allow yes. us. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Most recent piece of advice that I've been given um, was by my manager at work and she said to me don't worry about it now because you're going to end up going through it twice Aww. yeah and I feel like that is such good advice like for example I maybe if you don't get what I mean like if I was really 
stressed about coming on the podcast about it going shit I wasn't at all I wasn't nervous because I knew it would be really fun um (laughs) I was like oh my god what if I don't know what to say and it's really shit if I worry about it and then I do the podcast and it turns out I fucked it all up then I'm I'm worried I'm gonna have to go through that twice but if you just like let it be and then I fuck it up yeah it'll suck but you've only gone through it once I love that for sure great way to think about things yeah it really is. You don't want to, and it kind of relates to, honestly, if I was asked that question, it's if, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't think about it for more than five seconds. And that's something that I always come back to. So I really like that because I resonate to that a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Our final question we always ask our guests before concluding the episode, what is something you, what do you want to be remembered for? I would say I want to be remembered for being a good friend. Um, I feel like if when I die, I have like a bunch of people that were like, Lily was a fucking legend and a good friend and a good time, um, then I'll be happy. And my ass. <laughs> Hell yes. And to reach 1,000 million TikTok followers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's going to start running our of interest tiktok i got one yeah she gave me tips guys yeah prepare for cringe of interest tiktok coming soon yeah get ready it's already here we just haven't posted anything yeah well what's it called what's our handle here at of interest podcast well everyone can go follow us so stay tuned to all the listeners you've got about five instagrams and 50 tiktoks that you need to follow after listening (laughs) to this episode so get onto it yeah start the checklist right now we'll put it in the show notes Well, Lil, I feel like we could talk for hours as we always can on this podcast, but I'm just so happy you finally got to come on and you finally got to talk. I feel like um, you're very, you're a great example of who we want on the podcast because I feel like, again, so many people can relate to you. You're just a, you know, chill little tazzy gal living her best life, growing and doing a bunch of cool things. Um, And yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. It literally felt like five minutes long. Like I could sit here forever and just mm. you guys. It's so fun. It's been so nice. And now I, I would say that um, you are my best friend above Kira, as we had hoped at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, actually, she's kind of cramping the vibe. Like <laughs> she's yeah. making things awkward. Sorry, babe. But um, yeah, it's been great to get to know you a little better. And hopefully our listeners have enjoyed getting to know you as well. Um, and yeah, I guess everyone will just have to stay tuned on all your socials to see what you're up to. Yes. I mean, yeah, look, don't get too excited. Um, (laughs) but yeah, get on the TikTok because it's fucking good time. So, and if, um, anyone has any rumors about Lily, they want to, um, let me, let us know and we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll make sure we tell her. We'll have a good laugh. I love a good rumor. (laughs) It's been real. See you later. It's been real. See you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.